On this episode of Inside Boxing Live, we have a flurry of headlines. Canelo looks like he's going to be back in the ring. Edgar Berlanga has a new promotional home. Josh Taylor versus Teofimo Lopez. Where did that come from? And we preview one of the better all-action fights that we're going to get this year. Lee Wood and Mauricio Lara. Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of Inside Boxing Live. This is a product of John Boy Media. I am Dan Canobio. He is the former world champion, Chris Algieri, the fighting collegiate, as named by Michael Buffer. Uh, we're ready to go. Big weekend of boxing last weekend. Big weekend upcoming. Some headlines. I'm raring to go. I, I'm excited to be here with you today. Chris, how are you? I'm good, Dan. We, we haven't spoken like... A week, man. I'm, I miss you. I haven't seen your face. I mean, we went, we, we've been texting, but we haven't had one of these in a while. So. Yeah. The John Boy uh, boxing group chat is always something in there. Ronnie's in it. Ronnie's in the room with us here. Uh, we're always talking, usually about the weather. We're talking about weekend plans. Ronnie's heading to Daytona this weekend. I'm going to Boston next week. You got any trips planned? Uh, I'm going to Tampa next week. And then, oh, man, I'm, I've traveled so much lately, I'm, I'm pretty lost. I'm going to New York to see you guys pretty soon. Yes, we have some very fun content on the way uh, in March and throughout the spring because I feel like the boxing schedule has not even gone to full swing yet. Like April, May, June are going to be frantic. It's going to be big fights every weekend. Some nights, some Saturdays, we're going to have multiple cards. Afternoon over in the UK, uh, great fight nights here in the, US, in the U.S. So I think that things are about to heat up in a very, very big way. Uh, so we'll have a ton of content coming to the Inside Boxing Live uh, YouTube page. Um, but first I want to talk about on the show today, Chris, is how hot I am. Not just in appearance. In my betting I am off to an unbelievable start. I'm tooting my own horn right here. I actually wrote down all the bets that I've won this year. I'm 8-0. I'm riding a high of highs. I had Javanta 7-12 through 12 stoppage. I had the over in the uh, Boots-Karen fight. I had better be F to win in 7-12. through 12. I had surrounded by decision. Uh, over 7.5 Navarrete-Wilson. And then last weekend, a, a my parlay was in trouble. Uh, Linear Piro hit that body shot on Faust that came out of nowhere. To win that fight when it looked like he was about to lose Perro. And then Oshaki Foster won me a lot of money. I just want to let everyone know that. I just want to put it out there. I'm red hot right now. This is probably going to be the kiss of death. I'll probably lose all my bets this weekend. But I just wanted to let it be known that your boy's riding a hot streak. Listen, big guy. There's ebbs and flows to everything, especially in the gambling world. I believe the end of last year you were pretty deep Doesn't in get that any lower than I was. You're getting pretty deep in the drop. You're having a good start to the year. Hopefully it goes. It keeps going the way it's going because it seems like when boxing's doing well, so are your bets. Yes. Because you know last year boxing was not doing really well, and neither were your bets. I think I think because you're you're such a front runner, you know, you're such like a optimistic guy. You love boxing. When you're feeling good, your bets are coming out mm. and they're winning. When you're not feeling good, they're going down. You're a front runner, dude. I, I get it. He even went into the Super Bowl. Like I bet tails on the coin toss, won that one. Yeah. Bet the over, won that one. Uh, bet the, that there would be a two-point conversion. There was. If I only put the octopus down. There was an octopus in the Super Bowl. Plus 1,400. Jalen Hurts scored a touchdown, and then he ran it in for a two-point conversion. I'd be have more money than you. Yeah, that, guy, <laughs> that guy's a stud, Jalen Hurts. Jeez. But uh, 
Yeah, man. I, I, I was learning to just fade you last year, and I was making all my nope. bets based off that. A lot of now I gotta were. like now I gotta kind of just kind of follow you. A lot of people were fading me, and now uh, people are sending me their picks, saying that they're riding my picks. They're they're sending screenshots when I put my picks out. Let's ride. Love that. Love that for the fans. Nice. Uh, all nice. right, so let's get into it this week. The headlines: Canelo Alvarez and John Ryder. It looks like it's set for May sixth. And the catch here is that the fight will be going down uh, in Mexico. That is being laid out there. It's either USA or Mexico, says Eddie Hearn. If the fight does take place in Mexico, it's going to be at a uh, – Canelo's going to take a pay cut because the gate uh, there will be a lot cheaper. Like you can't charge like maximum Vegas prices uh, for a stadium fight in uh, Guadalajara. Uh, now, Canelo hasn't fought in Mexico since 2010. I like this fight. I don't mind it. You know, John Ryder certainly has earned this. He is a mandatory – uh, if you want Canelo to, you, you know, his his haters will say, this guy doesn't defend belts, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. Well, he's fighting his mandatory for, he's the undisputed champ at 168, which a lot of people uh, forget since he goes up to 175 uh, a lot too. I like this fight. I don't mind it as long as it sets up bigger fights for Canelo in the future. Yeah, no surprise here for us. We, we, we had a good idea that this was going to be the fight. We spoke about it many times on the show. Yeah, I, I like the fight too. I think it's a, I think it's a quality fight. I think John Ryder's a quality opponent. I'm happy for him that he gets the shot. But um, I'm surprised about the Mexico thing. I really expected it to be over in England. I thought that was a, a really nice caveat for for Canelo's career to go over and fight there and and get experience with the the European fan base. But hey, I mean, the, it's Canelo. The guy's entitled to pretty much whatever he wants to do. And if he wants to fight at home, he hasn't done it in a long time. More power to him. I know what it's like to fight at home. I know how much it means. I know it makes it extra special. So taking a pay cut for it to do it, I, I as a fighter, I get it. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't fought there since since 2010. Um, I was also thinking England, too. But if they're p- putting out these possibilities at anything other than Vegas, Canelo's obviously going to be like, all right, if that's the case, then let me have a homecoming fight. I mean... It's a fight that he's going to be a heavy favorite. There's got to be some wrinkle to this, you know, and if it's uh, the scene that will make in, in at that stadium, you know, so be it. Uh, but Ryder coming off of that win over Zach Parker, um, obviously going to be a big underdog in this fight. Uh, yeah. I don't mind it, like Deser- I said. Deservedly so. But- right. I don't mind it if it leads to Benavidez plant winner. Like, obviously, if plant beats Benavidez – then he absolutely deserves another shot at Canelo, and it makes that fight a little different um, than if Plant just went into a rematch with Canelo without beating Benavides. His stock would be high. Do you mind if it goes to a Bivol rematch? I don't want to see the Bivol rematch. I think so, we've yes. talked about I, this I, I, numerous times. We're, like, we're, especially we're, at we're in agreement. Especially at we're 168, I don't want to see a Bivol rematch. Uh, I think that's... What it's gonna be? I think Canelo's. I do. I do too. Right. I think Canelo's twenty twenty three is Ryder in May, and then a Bivol rematch uh, in September. And the only thing is, it's gonna be at one sixty eight, or is it gonna be at one seventy five? I actually think Canelo could lose to both those guys. I think he definitely loses to Bivol again. I just think even at one sixty eight. Even at one sixty eight, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's gonna matter. Um, But Benavidez. You know who, who I do believe could beat Canelo as well at this at this stage, and he's a stud. But I think if there's a time for for Canelo to beat him, it's going to be now. Earlier the better, as he progresses and gets better and, and gets more comfortable and 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 reaches his peak. Because um, I don't know if Benavides has gotten there yet. It's going to be a really really tough tough fight. I think that Canelo can do pull an old Felix Trinidad and get the young guy early, 
um, to try and get that win and add to his add to his legendary status and get ahead of that. If he if he were to go out and come and fight Benavidez, the guy that everyone's afraid of, and comes in and and gets the win, I mean that's that's a huge feather in the cap, especially because I think Benavidez is that good and he's going to do some some big things in the future even after a loss. So let's just say Caleb Plant wins. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if there'll be much of an appetite for the rematch with Canelo, even though that's like there won't. He's got big, a lot of momentum that could change things for for Canelo's trajectory for the the following year. If Plant beats Benavidez, I think some fans will be able to stomach the Canelo Bivol rematch a little more. But if Benavidez wins um, and beats Plant in March, that and Canelo obviously beats Ryder, that's the fight right there. That's the fight the fans yeah. want to see. That's the fight that makes sense. We'll see with Canelo because uh, he has shown no inkling and shown and that to, to want to fight Benavides. Yeah, no, I mean he's even said on, like, on record, "I don't want to fight Mexican fighters," whatever, whatever that means. Um, but <laughs> I don't know what that but, means. Uh, I don't know what that means. Um, yeah, no, I, I, that, that's you're right. That's, that's the fight that. I mean, you said like, oh, the fans want it. You know, the public want it. That's the fight. That's what this show wants too. I think that's 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 the fight to be made. And like I said, I just I don't see the Bivol fight, the rematch being different. But the Benavides fight, I see as a real firefight and a, and a fight that um, I think is is I it's a pick 'em fight. Well, that would entail Canelo doing another deal with the PBC. Um, his last couple fights now have been with Matchroom, and. Uh, Matchroom has just have an, has a new signing. Edgar Belanga has signed with Matchroom, something that we predicted uh, when we found out that he was going to be a free agent. Makes the most sense. The caveat in this deal, which has a lot of people giving their opinions and saying, wait a second, what? Multi-fight deal at Matchroom with the intention of Berlanga getting a fight with Canelo Alvarez. Hey, Dan, great segue, by the way, the way you brought in Matchroom yeah, and then yeah, you brought yeah. in Edgar. I'm, I'm pretty you're good, good at this. You're good at this. You're good at this. Yeah, this is uh, this is this is the big drop that happened just uh, a couple hours ago, really. Um, you know, and something that, like you said, we we kind of figured this was the best route. It's going to be the most expensive route or the, the most you know wealthy route for Berlanga. And, you know, with the, with that idea that Canelo is the golden is, is the gold at the end of the rainbow. Right. But who does Edgar fight on the way to Good that pot of gold? You know, who are the, who are the guys that Matchroom would be feeding him to to build him up to the status where the public would be okay with making this fight? That's well, the real trust. Right. I agree with that. I mean, every fighter wants to fight Canelo. He's the cash cow. Uh, and Eddie Hearn had Dan. You 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 want to fight Canelo? Like, would why fight wouldn't Canelo. you? You're I'd... gonna go to go to Guadalajara get I... get the bag. You know, he can beat me for beat me up for one round, and I can get that ten that ten million. You know, at least Shit. right? Isn't that what Danny Jacobs got? You're part of that camp, right? It's you know the numbers that you fight Canelo. Yeah, it's you're looking at you're looking at big money, dude. When Danny, I think Danny Jacobs got twelve million for the Canelo yeah. fight. That was when the zone and they were throwing around like bags. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, Berlanga, obviously, we've talked about this at length like his talent is not on par with his name and he says i sell and a fight with canelo will be huge but like does he sell that much like he never fought at the the big room like his fights were in the the theater and the last i was at a few of them and people were leaving there going oh man like that was an underwhelming performance like 
I don't see a, a Canelo fight materializing for this guy. I understand why he would sign with them, and Hearn has that in his back pocket. Like, hey, you can one day fight Canelo. Obviously, he's going to sign with him. I just think that it's a it's a pie-in-the-sky type of thing. I would love to see it happen because that would mean that Berlanga can get back onto his, his winning ways. But I don't know. If, if Canelo fights Berlanga in the next year, I'd be absolutely shocked. Yeah, it's, it's a stretch. And there's going to have to be some incredible matchmaking done in order to rebuild the momentum that Edgar Berlanga had prior to his last couple fights. You know, the, the last couple of fights, like you said, were very underwhelming. I called most of them. I was in the in those rooms. Um, you know, he's super talented. He's a great kid. I, I'm happy for him that that he has this huge signing and this potential for for these mega fights. But you know, these next couple of fights, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to elevate to a whole new level that we haven't seen yet. And the fans are gonna have to really believe it if that that fight is ever to happen. So, according to um, boxing scene in the rankings. Berlanga ranks number four uh, with the WBO. He ranks number six with the IVF. Uh, and with the WBA, will return to the ring this summer. Um, I'm trying to see, like, will he go that route? Will he go the route, mandatory. the mandatory route, where he kind of forces his hand to fight um, Canelo? That is that what I want to see. I'm trying to see who's above him in the rankings. Yeah, I was going to say, who's, who's above him in those rankings? Going that... super middleweight right here. Uh, super middleweight. There we go here. Ryder, uh, Plant. Let's see. Berlanga's four. This is in the WBO. Uh, dude, this is the thing with these top, these rankings. Is I never heard of this guy in front of him. Bazignan, who's 29-0. He's sandwiched between Bazignan, Berlanga, and a guy by the name of Igadov, who doesn't even have a photo on this website. But Plant is number two. Andre is number one. Andre fight's Ooh. not happening because he's just signed PBC. Right. Um, plant fight, obviously not happening because Plant's fighting bro. Benavides, hey, Benavides isn't with the WBC. He probably fights one of those no-name, no-picture guys. You know? Um, he looks good there. Then he gets... then So, say, Ryder loses to Canelo. Right. Then he fights Ryder. Looks good against Ryder. Then you're like, oh, well, you know, I, I beat one of his past opponents. That's um, that's what I think. He's got to yeah. he, he fight Ryder. He, Ryder. If Ryder puts up a decent performance against Canelo... Yeah. Berlanga Ryder, I think Berlanga actually even mentioned that when he said, like, this is what I want from this year. Like, obviously, his next fight in, in whatever this year uh, for Berlanga is going to be someone, some type of, I wouldn't say can because that's disrespectful, but, like, someone to beat. And then yeah. Ryder, and then start banging the drum for Canelo. Hey, that Ryder's a tough fight. Definitely. That, I think he'd lose to Ryder. That's a Ryder's like, tough Like, I would fight. bet on Ryder in that fight. Ryder, I, dude, I think Ryder's a tough fight for Canelo. You really I think, think that, so? I do, I do. I think stylistically, I think his body type, he's got that shorter, stockier stance. Canelo's great against the taller, tall guys. He's really good at, the, at fighting those longer guys. He's been making a career on it. The shorter guys, it, it can be a little harder to hit, smaller target, and Ryder's scrappy. He's a lot more technical than people give him credit for. He's physically strong. His nickname is the Gorilla. Like, there's a reason for that. Um, you know, he's, a, he's an ugly, rough fighter on the inside. He gave Danny Jacobs hell on the inside because of that. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think he's an easy fight for anybody. It's just it's just a, a tough style. Yeah, I wonder what the odds are. It's not, It hasn't been announced, but some of these sites put odds on there. But DraftKings doesn't have it up there yet. I would assume Ryder to be a plus 300 underdog in this fight. I, I, would, I mean, there's yeah, some value there. That's pretty fair. That's pretty and fair. also Canelo, we, think, we didn't mention when we talked about Canelo before, was that coming off the hand surgery. 
I don't like to yes. make excuses for for Canel. There are as many as Canel fans are out there. There are Canel detractors. This guy gets the he gets special treatment. He gets to not defend his titles. He gets to move up to one seventy five. Come on, Canelo Alvarez at this level, uh, you know, stage in his career. Why is he fighting a guy like uh, John Ryder? Well, we just said because he's this is the mandatory, and it's coming off a hand surgery. And obviously, I'd rather see Canelo fight someone better than John Ryder. But like we said, if if it leads to a bigger fight in the fall, which I, knowing Canelo, I mean, this guy's gonna be in big fights at least once a year. So it's, if it's Benavidez, if it's Bival, if it's Plant. As long as it's not prolonged, because <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, anyone listen, wants to. I, I actually think John Ryder's good. I think that I think he's a good fighter. I know a lot of people don't know about him over here, but I mean, he gave Callum Smith absolute hell, and a lot of people think he he won that fight. And I think that's something that that can it's be true. a storyline. Um, after you know, if, if Canelo gets after Canelo gets the win, um, you know, it's like, well, I, you know, Callum Smith is now campaigning at one seventy five, and is and is potentially going to get that better Bia fight. Yeah, it, there's, there's a lot of storylines that that. John Ryder actually ties in. So I don't know. I, I, the fans might not like it. The, the public might not like it. But like we said, we, we like this fight. I like to see if it's going to be on regular DAZN because that'd be cool. The Joshua fight not being on pay per view, um, their price change uh, bumping it up a little bit for subscription. I would like to see that uh, from a fan consumer standpoint. Will Canelo Ryder be uh, part of the regular DAZN subscription? That's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, Dan, these these subscriptions keep going up. We're gonna have to start a whole nother show just to make money for for uh some for subscriptions. Feet, so some feet yeah. picks. We could we could do boxing boxing feet picks. You're the guy that you. I can see like a calendar. Mm. Twelve months of Algeria. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how much of a market there is for that, but you don't want to miss. You don't want to see me on the on that. <laughs> oh, I did run my. Uh, did we did have the boxing combine? Or excuse me, the boxing combine is also coming out very soon. We've been editing it; looks unbelievable. Uh, it's. I mean, every day we start editing it, there's a crowd around the uh, our area just to watch the footage. It's. It's gonna be hilarious. It's absolutely. This is. This is. We're all. I. I. I hope you guys are all. I mean, I'm sure I am. I. That you guys are as excited as I am about this whole thing. But. Yeah, we're gonna have that out, and we're gonna have a bunch of, of hype, you know, trailers and stuff. But I did the football combine. Mm. Guess my forty. Keep in mind it was freezing. Keep in mind, uh, I was the I was he the first. It was the first <laughs> event of the day, and they made me go first. They're hoping that you weren't gonna blow a hammy. How is the hammy? Did did everything survive? I came out fine. Hammy? That was the number one thing for me was don't get injured. Well, yeah, you asked me if I had any advice for you, and I was like, "Yeah, warm up didn't. more than you think you need to." Didn't, didn't. Literally got out of my car and I was on the on the start line. I was also gonna say, don't be hung over from the day before because when you're no. dehydrated, that's that's not a good. Look. I drank a lot of water the night before. Didn't stretch. Nice. But guess my forty. What what are what are we in? So we in like this... under under uh, five is like you're you're super. Cool. I know, but but like what where are you in? Are you in the sevens, eights? No. <laughs> I got a five three. Okay. Yeah, All I was right. pretty happy with that. And we had the opportunity. That's respectable. To, yeah, we had the opportunity to run again. Like, but if your second one would be your score, and I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I was Sit like, on good. that. Five three. That's I don't that, care. Not last. Not first. In the like middle of the pack. Fine. That was like my eighth, my uh, SAT score in high school. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll stay there. I'm good. I only take that that again. They were asking us about SATs in the office, like, cause they're like, damn, what was your? SAT Do they even know score? what that is? Well, they didn't know what. Back an hour day, it was out of yeah. 1,600. Right. Now it's out of Ronnie's here. Yours was out of 2,400, right? 
from what I remember. Didn't they come? Didn't they go back down? Didn't they go up and they go back down? They added writing. I don't know. I thought it was still sixteen hundred. For a while, I was like at a twenty four hundred. No, mine was still at sixteen. Oh, okay, I, th- I believe Ronnie's pretty smart. What'd you get? <laughs> I I was not happy. I got eleven hundred. Oh, I'd be thrilled. I'd pin that on my fridge. Eleven. <laughs> I I got. I think I got a th- like cracked a thousand. That was my first score. <laughs> you could take I'm it gonna, multiple I'm times. A, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. Oh, Chris is gonna plead the fifth. <laughs> Fighting collegiate. But look at you now. Yeah, Two-time but I got author. a thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred, dude. Yeah. This would be a funny thing: is to find out the SAT scores of boxers. Even though a lot of them I haven't even graduated high school. But you probably think you have one of the higher SAT scores of, of any boxer. Um, I would imagine most boxers didn't even take the SATs. That's why you went to Stanford, right? No, Stony Brook. Okay. Stony Brook. That, so when I took it. Stony Brook is I the was Stanford like, of Long Island. Uh, uh, the Stanford of the yeah. East Coast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when I took it, I was like, all right, that'll get me into Stony Brook. I'm good. People are like, oh, you, you, you probably get a better score. Take it again. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I, right. I know where I'm going. I, play, I applied to one school. It was, that- was the only school I was going. It was the only school I was going to. That's why you ran the red hat for the Stony Brook. Sea Wolves. Sea Wolves. Sea Wolves. Yeah, baby. Sea Wolf for life. Sea Wolf. They also made us do an IQ test. You know, like the uh, huh. NFL Combine, they would do that. It was called the Wonderlick test. They would give it to players and famously uh, Vince Young. Not to throw him under the bus, catching strays, Vince Young. Got one of the worst scores ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday they had us do the Wonderlick, which is a basic IQ test, which brought me back to the SAT days. Like, right. You know, like Karen has X amount of groceries and then blah, blah, blah. Like those types of riddles. And I don't know how I did on that. So that's all I got. 5340. Suck it. <laughs> all right. Where are we? Josh. We're going to put that. We're going to put that in your grave. 5340. Suck it. Uh, let's get back into it. Josh Taylor, Tiafimo Lopez. This fight came out of literally nowhere, Chris. Uh, it's rumored. Yeah. For May twenty seventh or June third, um, lot of lot of thoughts here. Uh, a lot of shrapnel coming off of this fight here. Um, obviously, Jack Catterall fight not happening. Don't think he ever intended poor on Jack, fighting. Man. Don't poor think Jack. He, God, poor Jack is right. Boxing's not fair. That's something I forgot no. to say about Edgar Berlanga. Like meritocracy does not exist in boxing. Very rare do I deserve this shot and I'm getting this shot go hand in hand in boxing um, if Berlanga does fight Canelo. But Josh Taylor obviously had never never had any intentions on fighting Jack Catterall. He, Apparently not. Why would I do that if I was saying, like, I could potentially lose. There's not enough money in that fight. Give me the biggest fight out there possible. That's Teofimo Lopez. Teofimo Lopez obviously coming off those two, I would say, lackluster performances there's not a lot of momentum for this fight josh taylor that's being Tifa nice Lopez. saying lackluster that's being nice right but there's no moment this fight last year this fight two years ago one of the best fights you could possibly make in boxing i'm still excited for it but it does have like a lot of asterisks next to it there's a, like a feeling of uh this fight something about it rubbing me the wrong way first of all the jack catterall situation i mean my heart bleeds for the kid he fights the fight of his life uh, many people thought that he got robbed, could have been undisputed, um, is waiting around for over a year for the rematch. It gets pushed back. It gets, uh, it gets pushed back by Josh. Then he gets hurt. Then this the extension, all, all of it. And then, then he gets completely put out to dry. Poor kid has wasted a, a solid year of his, of his, his career Prime. just waiting for this fight. That's not happening. 
Um, that's tough, man. He's going to have to fight tooth and claw again to get back up there in, the, in a very, very deep weight class. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I had to, I had to put some, some, some love out there for no, Jack. No, I, I, I like Jack. Hedlund, that's a, man. that's a terrible, that's a terrible situation for him. And, and like you said, boxing's not fair. Life ain't fair. And, uh, he's getting, he's getting the ass end of the stick on that one. But, but, um, one thing though, there's talk of a potential Catterall Regis Progate title fight. Okay. So, I mean, he gets another shot, but, um, I don't know. That, that's it. That's still a huge letdown. He he's you know that there was a lot to happen with that Taylor fight right and you know and, and that, that's just not happening. But that being said, Tiafimo Taylor, uh, am I surprised that the fight's happening? No, <laughs> it's you know when you're looking at X's and O's and and dollars and cents, the fight makes sense. Um, you know that's that's the old saying, right? If it makes it makes sense, it's uh, it makes dollars. It makes sense. Correct. So um, yeah, I mean, the, the, I think the lead up to that fight is going to be awesome. These guys seem like they have bad blood. They're yeah. both going to be yapping back and forth um i think taylor is one of the most vicious talkers in in, in the division and tiafimo ain't shy either so i think that's going to be a really good build-up in terms of the fight man that's a really tough fight for for tiafimo i just again i don't i don't really see him as a 40 pounder um he we're still waiting to see if that power really came up with him or not his last two fights it didn't really seem like like so and taylor's a big 40 he's a big 40 as long as he can recover from this this foot injury, which um, is what supposedly postponed the Jack Catterall fight, right. and he and he can get his him, himself to to sweat down into that 140 again healthfully, uh, yeah, Taylor's a, a, a big ask for Tiafimo coming up. Dude, you just listed a lot of like ifs, a lot of maybes, a lot of if this happens, if that happens, if Tiafimo can find the power at 140, if Taylor can boil down to 140 again. This is why this fight has a lot of variables. I like to see the odds on this one uh, when it gets announced. Taylor has one fight in the last 18 months. And this guy had a ton Crazy. of momentum before that, you know, fighting in the tournament, uh, the World uh, Boxing Super Series, beating uh, Pro Gray on top of the world. This guy, Ramirez, Beat great Ramirez, fight. This guy was top five consensus, uh, pound for pound. He was looked at as in a good light. Now he's completely turned heel by potentially losing that fight to Cattle, not giving him the rematch. All the the tomfoolery that happened afterwards. Um, I'm almost thinking like, is Top Rank looking at this like it's just like a cash out fight for each guy? Like, I don't know if Taylor is at the top of his game anymore. I certainly think. On paper, he can. Uh, he's still the guy to beat at 140 and all that. Tifimo obviously has so many question marks. I think this is like sink or swim for both these guys. And I, th- I think that's how Top Rank is looking at it too. It's like, all right, right now is the most we can get out of these two guys money-wise. we got to make some money on this fight. But in terms of like where they're at in their careers, I think we're gonna the winner of this is going to – or the loser of this is going to have a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, there's something that happens sometimes – you know, behind the scenes that the public really never knows about is that, uh, listen, all fighters, myself included, are very self-destructive. Some of us are ticking time bombs and the teams around them get wind of that and they could be riding as high as possible, but there's a shelf life. And when that bomb's ready to go, you want to make sure you've made as much money possible as you could have before that. It could be that kind of situation with these fighters, with both guys. We don't really know what's going on in their camps. We don't know what's going on in their personal lives. We both know that crazy things swirl around both of them in, in these kind of situations. So it could be one of those situations, like you said, Dan, where it's it's almost like a cash out, which is crazy to think of because they're both so young and they're they were at the top of their game very recently. 
to maybe the outsides looking in, the third 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 man perspective is like, hey, we should really do something about this right away yeah. because this 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 train's gonna end soon. With that, I feel like it's for Taylor. I think it's more physical. Mm-hmm. The and with Tiafimo, I think it's mental in terms of the ticking time bomb. Like yeah. for sure, like we've seen the stuff from his camp. I've heard stuff from his camp. You can just see it on the things he says, the way he's ha- acting, uh, especially after the fight. Do I still have it? I don't know, man. I, I, I'll be excited for this fight. Obviously, it's a big fight, and I'm excited for all big fights. But you know what? You know what it kind of reminds me of Kel Brook. Remember a bunch of years ago when he fought Triple G? It was like, well, why? That was weird. Yeah. Um, but was I, you know, I heard there was a lot of funny stuff going on in between fights. Uh, he got stabbed in the leg after he won the title because of a bar fight. He's crazy. Um, bunch of other stuff. You know, now the news coming out about you know the video of him uh, using illicit drugs, and then him the backlash from that. It's like. Some people, some I mean, fighters. We are a different breed. We we tend to be quite reckless. Whether you know, obviously, our career choices is not is not conducive to a long, healthy life. But um, a lot of us can't turn that off, and we live our personal lives the same way we live our our professional lives, which is being reckless and dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. I've been around a lot of fighters in my day too. You're absolutely you, you nailed it. Uh, Bunch of savages. Savages. <laughs> savages for sure. Um, I was surprised that this fight was made so quickly, and it leads me to some of these other big fights that Top Rank has coming down the pipeline. Like, obviously, Fury Usyk has moved away from Saudi Arabia, and they're looking at staging it in Wembley April 29th. Still haven't gotten a confirmation. I don't know what is going on. The latest I heard is that Usyk's representatives are flying out as we speak to hammer out this deal. They want a 50-50 split. Hmm. Which is That's... interesting. I mean, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but Fury is the bigger draw, especially at Wembley. Usyk has more belts. If That's Fury really, ask. you know, 50-50, we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. But that, at least the, like for the for a fan standpoint, like it happening at Wembley is amazing. Yeah. Over a over yeah. a stale uh, scene over in Saudi Arabia. I've t- I've had talked about this numerous times on the show. I think before you you hopped on, it's like. Obviously, I don't like fights happening in Saudi Arabia, but if it means that they're going to happen and they're going to get them over the finish line, so be it. But 90000 at Wembley for Fury Usyk for the undisputed all four belts, his, historic. I mean, that if this all happens like we like it should, that's going to set up a, an awesome event. I'm dying to go to a Tyson Fury heavyweight title fight in Wembley. I, I, would go, rather go to, I, I would rather go to Anthony Joshua, but... I mean, this one, this one could could happen too. I mean, I think it would just be bananas in there. And uh, the biggest fight that I've been to the date was was Canelo Alvarez when he fought Billy Joe Saunders over in Texas, and yeah, that 70, was sick. Now you had tw- you had twenty grand to that. No, Let's you had go. forty grand to that. No, no, twenty. Oh, what is it? I'm thinking 20, of the yeah, fight yeah. I went to. I went to Spence, uh, Mikey Garcia at Cowboy Stadium, and that was forty thousand, and that was one of the loudest roars I've ever heard. Because of I've never I've been to a lot of fights, but usually it's capped at like twenty thousand, whether it's at MGM Grand uh, right. or, the, or MSG. Um, but forty thousand, fifty. When you get into that, it's like a roar. You like you hear at a football game, dude. Seventy grand over with, with that Canelo Saunders fight, and then you know he's got Saunders hurt. Yeah, the, and he's literally waving on the crowd. I nuts. mean, it was you could feel the vo- the, the 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 sound. It was like a sound wave, yeah. like a sonic boom hit me in the back. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's sick. I, I mean. It was awesome. If awesome. anyone listening so, and watching that has never been to a live fight, you gotta go. There's oh, Ron. I'm sorry, bro. T- does anyone wait? Ronnie has not been to a live fight yet. Well, no. What are we doing? What, We're trying what to get him to here? one. Hey, it's, come on. These fights are ducking me. 
Just like wow. Javante is ducking. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> you see Javante Davis in a in a wheelchair. I sent I sent it to you right away, and you're like, no, 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 it was Mindy Bunk. <laughs> I, I don't know why I send you news because you are so I was right in on the Twitter that. sphere and right yeah. on everything. But I was like, oh boy, here we go. The Ronnie who was sitting next to me, I was like, a TMZ. I'm I'm scrolling on Twitter, TMZ. It's like, Javante Davis was in a wheelchair spotted at the Super Bowl. Like, what the hell is going on? What a sick sport. And then literally 10 minutes later, Javante Davis posts a video of him, his ankles. Because they were, like, twisting back and forth on a plane, like, no, I, I'm fine. And then I saw a video came out. I don't want to, like, say, well, I just think he was just had a good time at the Super Bowl and couldn't walk. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Garcia was at the Super Bowl. Uh, with in Bryce a different Harper. suite with Bryce Harper. Not, did not get wheeled out in a, a wheelchair. Allegedly. Allegedly. So that's where the Ryan uh, Garcia what, tank What did we say are. earlier? Fighters are savages? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. That's yes. where we're Savage. at with the Ryan and tank negotiations. In, in and out of the ring. They say, always say the last step of negotiation is a fighter showing up in a wheelchair. So we're getting closer and closer to that fight. Wait, who said that? It's always uh, Burt Sugar. No. Okay. Yeah. It's big. It's, a, it's like a boxing saying. We, we know that. Uh, yeah. Um, that's what's going on with that. Furiousik, heavyweight division's pissing me off because now Wilder Ruiz is in trouble now, too. Like, not getting finalized. And Wilder's like, all uh, right, I'll go fight uh, Nagano. Like, Francis no, Nagano is messing up so many big fights potentially happening. Like, every big heavyweight right now is, like, using... Nagano nope. for leverage. He's not. He's not messing up anything. He's just being used as the scapegoat. Yes. And that's that's real bullshit. I think so, Nagano's yeah. fine with that if he can land one of these fights. Oh, well, he's just getting his name out there that much more. And and but he's not getting any of these fights. The Nagano fight's not happening. But the fact that that the Wilder Ruiz fight, which is a fight I was excited about when I first heard about them, like I love this fight. Um, it makes sense, and it's it's you know it's, it's a shootout. I mean, I I definitely lead lean towards Wilder and probably pretty early. But hey, man, that's a fun fight with, with some with some good name heavyweights. Yeah. So the fact that they're not stepping in the ring is is not cool. Fury Usyk hasn't been announced yet. Haney Loma hasn't been announced. <laughs> Wilder Ruiz and Tank Ryan. Like although four of those do get announced, that that those that's blockbuster. But yeah. we just need them to happen. And there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, uh, the business side uh, of the sport. One fight we know I'm- we're getting. Go ahead, Chris. I'm feeling optimistic, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. About all four so, of those? About Yeah, about these fights actually material, right, so materializing. We'll go Fury, Usyk, percentage out of 100 that it happens. That fight happens. 100? There's no, 100%. There's no such thing as 100% in boxing. Well, no such thing as 100%. But, yeah, I, let's, not go, let's not go percentage on that one. But that, I, I say that fight happens. 99%? Uh, let's go, I think, 90% chance that fight happens. 90%. Okay. Haney Lomachenko. Haven't heard a damn thing about it. I was told it was happening May 20th. Broke that news. I don't know where this fight's at. That's a questionable fight. The longer it goes, the less of a chance that it's going to happen. I don't think Haney's going to stick around 135. 65% on that one. Yeah, that's. Still I was going to say than, 70, but yeah. Still man, better than good. 50. Wilder Ruiz. I mean, I thought this was a, a, done, a done deal. Um there's, there's no real drive for this fight to happen, so it's a 50-50 to me. 50%. Mm. And then our white whale, Brian Garcia, Tank Davis. <laughs> you know where I stand on this one. Zero? <laughs> I'm still thinking this fight's not going to happen. Well, no, okay. So I've changed, I don't think it's – I never said the fight was never going to happen, but I just – 
think it's going to take a lot longer than we've been talking about. I mean, and that I was saying that back in September. I still don't think it's going to happen April 15th. My fingers are crossed that it does because I want to go. We all want to go. But yeah, I uh, I don't I don't think this fight's gonna happen. Hundred percent from me. I know I know where you stand. Hundred Hundo P. This fight happens. There you go. <clears throat> Four big fights out there in their percentages. One fight we know is happening, Chris, this weekend. Uh, as long as they make weight and they don't get in trouble. Lee Wood, Mauricio Lara. Let's freaking go. This is gonna be a slugfest. Not going the distance. Uh, Lee Wood right now is a plus two ten underdog. The champ at home in this fight. So there's some value there. Lee Wood to win in rounds 7 through 12. Plus 700. Which is a huge number. A lot of things can go a lot of ways in this fight. I love it. It's a slugfest. Lee Wood coming off of that fight with Conlon. Mauricio Lara uh, arguably beat Warrington twice. All action type of fight. This is boxing at its best. Fight fans fight. This is... This is a great fight, great matchup. Um, two guys who are not huge stars by any means, you know. If not for the uh, Mick Conlon fight, fight of the year last year, a lot of people probably wouldn't know that much about Woods at all. And and Lara with his upset of 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 Warrington and their two fights. I mean, again, not a really well known guy, but it's this is an awesome matchup with two guys who can really punch, two guys who are looking for KOs, which is why the odds are coming out the way they are. But um, yeah, I, I, man. I've got a funny feeling about this guy, Lara. I mean, he is good at upsetting the apple cart. He's good at traveling, and he's just a a, a hell of a if fighting him is 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 a uh, just I don't know. He's just a hell of a fighter. He's a really tough guy to deal with, and he's got legit power. We can start with with Lara, uh, with Lara. Um, he's one of these rare guys. We talked about this a lot. Lands forty percent of his power shots, but eats thirty eight. I'm sorry, I actually had that flipped. Lara lands 38% of his power, eats 40%. He's like negative two in the power department. So he's all action too. 18 of his 20 landed punches per round are power shots. Doesn't even bother to to throw a jab. Not not a jabber. I just watched his fight, rewatched his fight with Warrington. He destroyed Warrington in the first fight. Yes. Destruction. Absolutely. Hurt him with everything you hit him with. And then Warrington locked out in the rematch. They had the, the headbutts, right? The cuts. Yeah. I think he was well on his way to being Warrington again. Obviously, I don't rate Warrington that highly anymore. But that just shows you the type of guy going into enemy territories. Even though the first fight was in the bubbles, no fans. That sucked. Second fight had some fans there. This fight, he's going to be... I know you said Wood isn't like a superstar, but he's pretty popular over in the UK. Um, just look at his fight with, with Colin. It was freaking buzzing in there. But the thing awesome. with, with Lara, it's like I don't. I'm worried about his gas tank. Number one, I'm worried about not about his power. Uh, a little bit of his obviously his defense. Wood can crack. Wood is a mm-hmm. really hard, really good puncher. I, I just don't. I think the longer this fight goes on, the more Lee Wood is likely to come out on top. This like Lara is fun. He's not like he's the definition. I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a yeah. good time. Like he is just. Fr- Energy, just a whirlwind in there. Like, it doesn't lend himself to, like, championship rounds for, for Lara. Or, like, he's looking to get Wood out of there quick. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly right. I, I agree totally. I mean, but he has the power to do it. And, you know, Wood gets hurt, and especially early. We saw that in the McConlin fight. McConlin, not a huge puncher by any means. And it did completely different level of power when you're talking about Lara. And if Lara hits Wood the way that Mick did, 
I mean, that's it's, that's the thing. It's going to be it's it's an early night. That's the big X factor is is Woods' defense. Did he yeah. sure that up? Did he fix some of the things we saw in that Conlon fight? Because Con, like you said, Conlon is not known as a power puncher. And early on in the first round, he got laid out, Wood, by a left hand, like out. I don't know how he got mm-hmm. up from that, and then worked him his way back into that fight and ended up stopping Conlon in the twelfth round in dramatic fashion. One of the that was my fight of the year, uh, same last year. But in that fight, Conlon landed forty four percent of his power shots. He landed forty percent overall. Like, like we said, like Mick Conlon, not known for power, not known for precision, is a good damn good boxer. That right there is is leading me to be like that's I understand why this fight that Wood maybe is the underdog here. Like he, I can punch hard. He can hit. Uh, better sound boxer, better boxer than Lara, but it's just like, will the defense be there? Lara hasn't lost a fight since 2018. Mm-hmm. You know, he only has two losses, and he got stopped in the first round of that fight. But other than that, I mean, the guy's been on a tear and knocking most guys out. So he got momentum, too. It's uh, This is just a fun fight. And it's one of those fights where don't score it. Just watch it. <laughs> well, you don't have to gonna... score it. Like, yeah, be... you're, not, you're probably not going to have to score it. So just watch it. We just gave our percentages of these fights. Like, percentage this fight goes a distance, zero. Zero. I agree. And then next, and then Sunday, we're going to be talking like, well, that was wow, a good decision. This... <laughs> Someone got what robbed. A what? That was a 12 round fight. That was great. Under five and a half uh, rounds, minus 130. Under five and a half. Oh, sorry. Over five and a half. Minus one thirty over uh, under five and a half plus one hundred. Um, the winning method. This is interesting to me. Lee Wood, like we said, by decision, which is unlikely. Seven fifty. Lee Wood uh, by KO plus three fifty. If you go to the alternate um, alternate round betting, so this is what I'm looking at. Like obviously, Wait, so I, Lee, Lee Wood by decision seven plus seven fifty. Yeah, but that's hmm. not gonna happen though. I think if Leewood is to win, if any of these guys are to win, it's going to be by KO. And I think Vegas agrees with it because any scenario with someone knocking the other out is really, really high plus money. Yeah. Um, the matter of, like, I'm zeroing in on Leewood money line. And I'm also might sprinkle some money on Wood 7 through 12 to stop Lara plus 700. Like, Will it go past six rounds? In your opinion, um, <clears throat> I believe it will, but I think there's going to be fireworks. I think both men are probably going to be hurt, um, or or we're going to see someone hurt or down prior to that, and then I think it's just going to be a war until the war abruptly stops. Oh, and man, I'm, I'm probably thinking it's going to be after six. I'm looking at these. This I think Wood's gonna win. That's my gut. My gut has been right. 2023. Do I have a gut? Yeah. Um, my gut. My gut, which is not as big as your gut, um, is telling me. <laughs> is telling me Lara. You're saying Lara. So if you were to say Lara by stoppage. Yeah. In what rounds? Middle rounds. So after six, seven, eight. Something That's like that. plus three fifty. I, I got to really Stop. think on this. Yeah. I'm not ready to to. I did put Wood uh, money line because I wanted to get those odds, but this is interesting when it's going to happen and who. 
this is why I love this fight. It's a really, really good fight. It's going to be really fun. It's over on the zone. Um, another good one, Luis Neary versus Crazy A. As at Havanasian. Uh, Luis Neary is a great fighter. I mean, he's a he's a talented, talented guy. Um, that's yeah, it's a good fight. He hasn't he hasn't been that active recently, right? I haven't heard him. Neary, uh, him he's been in there. He, he beat Castro. Um, he beat some other um, a low level guy. Stay busy type of fight. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, lost to Brandon Figueroa. Was stopped. Yeah, and then had a rebuild. It's a fun fight. This is Saturday night on the zone. It's a Golden Boy vehicle. Crazy nice. A is, is a really f- uh, fan. We get potentially front runners for fight of the year on Saturday. Um, both on the zone. So good value for uh, the fans out there. Um, lastly, we'll take a look at the, the featherweight picture, um, which I think is a really good division, but it's like kind of all over the place. Like Ray Vargas, who lost last week to Oshaki Foster. Which um, we which we predicted on yeah. the show. That was easy Both money. Us. Easy Both money. They were, I knew I'm just happy they didn't rob uh Foster. That was I think the the books usually don't get it wrong. They 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 really got that one wrong. They didn't know yep. enough on Foster. Uh he's a really good fighter. But Vargas is still the champ at Featherweight. He's I expect him to go back down to one twenty six because he didn't look good at one thirty. Um WBA champ is Lee Wood. IBF champ is Luis Lopez. Who beat Warrington? A big upset earlier, uh, late last year, and then you got um, Robesi Ramirez, who I think is probably, arguably the best featherweight. Most he's a bad dude. Man. Would you say he's the most well-rounded featherweight? Complete fighter? Uh, no, because of the experience uh, at pro. I think that he is the most talented and the most gifted. Um, you know, and and he's getting better all the time. So every time I see him fight, he's better. Yeah. So that, that's what you want from a guy like that. I mean, he started his career very fast. Obviously, came out and lost his first fight, fought a, a pretty tough journeyman right away. But it's, since then, has been, I mean, just the improvements have been astronomical, that's exponentially good. better every fight. So you never know who you're going to fight at this one. You never know who you're going to see. Um, is, is he fighting? Who's he fighting now? He's fighting Isaac Dogbay. I was going to say Dogbay. That's a that's a big step. Yeah. Dog Bay's a, a nightmare. He's a nightmare to fight. He's a really rough guy. He's strong. He's got a lot of experience. But I, I fully think that Rubisi is going to dominate him and probably stop yeah. him. Yeah, he should outclass him. That's the vacant WBO. Uh, then Max Sayo is fighting Brandon Figueroa next month. That's a good fight. Top 10. Fight. Top 10 featherweight. So featherweight division looks pretty good. Um, but I think this fight this weekend, Wood and Lara is going to be the, the crown jewel. I think it's going to be... Uh, fight of the year contender. It's going to be the one like that's going to be the clubhouse favorite, and then uh, we get closer and closer to some of the bigger fights in in February. So yeah, we uh we got our work cut out for us in the next uh, next couple months, which is which is good. Yeah, Our we got work a lot is good work. Yeah, we got a lot coming uh, to the Inside Boxing Live YouTube page. Uh, a lot of in person stuff. The combine coming out soon. Fight previews. Uh, a lot of fun stuff coming uh, your way. Final prediction. Lee Wood, Mauricio, Lara. I'm taking, I'm taking Lee Wood to win. I just don't know when. Yep, I got, I got Lara middle rounds. All right, so we got a head-to-head matchup between me and Algeria. And you saw what I did to you in in Wii boxing. Yeah, I remember that went really well for me actually. I won the first fight. You can see you it did. on YouTube. But I, I won the next two very easily. <laughs> I, 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 I was. I was playing the Don King. I was like, ah, let's 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 get a little interest in the matchup, right? So I get I get a trilogy. Trilogies make way more money than than single single That's true. Wolves, so. That's a good point. What do you got going on this weekend? Uh, what is this weekend? Oh, I got a, a a nutrition a neurosports 
conference that I'm speaking at. We're talking about um, psychology of the champion lifestyle and just what it takes to be a champion from a psychological standpoint. Wow. So that's a flex right there. I'm not doing that. That's a flex. That's a muscle. What am I doing this weekend? Oh, the girlfriend's coming into town. I'm going to show her. I'm I'm a champion, too, in her eyes. That's all that matters. I'm also leading a conference this weekend. A conference about? Nothing. (laughs) The men's men's conference, like George Costanza said. Ronnie, he's heading down to Daytona. I'm going to be having the time of my life, Daytona Beach. Daytona 500. Yeah. Daytona, man. That's a beautiful place. Going to be on the track. In the infield? Yep. Talk about a roar. I'm, je- I'm jealous, man. That, that those that's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, some pace of car stuff, some uh, eye racing simulations type stuff. Gonna watch my first race. Yeah, and where, that's gonna land where on JM Entertainment. Yeah, so check that out too. JM yep. Entertainment YouTube page. Damn, you better bring your uh, your beer drinking pants there, big guy. <laughs> uh, but a lot of that, they a lot about heavies. I'm gonna have yeah. uh, some uh, unforgettable nights. Let's just say that. Wow. All right. If you if you remember them, but yeah. 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 Daytona, we're all over the place this weekend. Have a good one, everybody. Check out the fights. Uh, as always, protect yourselves at all times. Uh, keep your hands up and stay out of the DMs. We're out.